Happy New Year, Hallmarkies. We are covering the last three Christmas movies of 2017 and a new movie this year. So let's get to it. Here we go. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. Hello, and Happy New Year, Hallmarkies. It's 2018. It is. And, you know, it does strike me. I, you know, I originally committed to the Chesapeake Shores after show. And here we are in 2018. It spilled over into this beautiful new show. Happy Hallmarkies. Love you all. And now countdown to Christmas. And now I am here back again with Marissa in 2018. So happy new year, everybody. Happy new year, everybody. I'm Marissa Serafini. You can follow me everywhere at Serafini TV. That was the lovely voice of... It's Stefan Lovegrove. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Lovegrove. Yes. All right. I hope everyone had a great holiday. Hope you all stayed nice and warm, because I was freezing when I went home. But I did get to watch a lot of Christmas movies and a lot of movies with my family, so, you know, it, it was a great vacation. Did you have a good vacation? I did, and you I watched... to Nashville. I went to Nashville. I had a great trip. Um, I told Marissa, next Christmas, she has to come with me to Nashville. I'm already there. Um, I mean, truly wonderful. Also, um, let me just tell you, I had Cronuts on the <gasps> other coast, and because they have there? a bakery called Five Daughters... I don't know, five daughters, something. And they have like seven kinds, Marissa, and it is everything. So shout out to all the people. It was someone on Twitter who told me I needed to try Five Daughters Bakery in Nashville. And I got to say, they upped our LA cronuts, I have to admit. (laughs) Well, darn it. And now we have to go on the East Coast and get some cronuts. Well, we had uh, some fun things that happened throughout our little hiatus that we took. Um, if you know our fellow Hardy and AfterBuzz host, Maria Provenzano, she, mm-hmm. she is now a home and family member, so she's part of the, the that team. And she was actually on Home and Family just recently, last week, um, this past Thursday, and she was talking about our When Calls the Heart book club. Um, because that, the whole segment was about uh, book clubs and how to start one. And she talked about how we started our Red Calls the Heart Book Circle Online book club. And it's all digital and iTunes. And we actually have, uh, forgive the, the low quality, but I only had an hour to do get this video. But this is a little segment of Maria talking about it. So here we go. Maria is here to share some ideas with us the show. The books are great. The books are great, and it's all, you know, about the way, oh, you can see this, my friend Marissa and I, she was, um, she really pioneered this, and then I got to do this with her, and then... Uh, Shout out to Marissa! We, she actually so used her picture. did this on a digital one, so it was something that we connected with people all throughout the country, and... Oh, wow. The and world. Canada, the world, yeah. actually. So. Hey, is that a thing now? It digital book? Thing. I have yes. no idea. Oh, so that is why we're here. I used to yeah, I mean, it was really Yay, cool. Yay, Maria and Marissa. Yeah, she, Digital she book showed club. us on, on Home and Family, which is cool because that's a nationally uh, broadcasted show. I'm like, oh, awesome. 
And uh, so if you guys haven't checked out our Book Circle Online Book Club, if you guys love reading books, and of course, Hardee's are generally Hallmarkies as well, uh, they uh, you should tune into our show. So we, we've covered all six of them now, but eventually we're going to be covering the new the new series. Of um, Janet Oak, right? Uh, yeah, Janet Oaks. Janet. Book. It's the return to when calls the heart, Ooh. which we have yet to set a date to do those three. But yeah, it was just a nice plug for uh, anyone who has watched or listened to our book circle online show. Thank you, home and family. Yeah, and things to look forward to as well. Uh, um, upcoming, we have the Mystery Woman Marathon. That's uh, on movies, Hallmark movies and mysteries. That's upcoming Saturday the 13th. So go check that out. Kelly Martin, she's awesome. She's done so many uh, Hallmark movies. And uh, I've, I've always loved her she, ever since her ER days where... She played Lucy. Did you ever watch that? When I was very little, yes. Yes. Uh, she she played Lucy. She was fantastic. She had one of the worst deaths ever. Spoiler Ooh. alert, she dies. I won't say how because it was just horrible. But ever since that, I was like, okay, yes, Kelly Martin is amazing. So go check out um, Mystery Woman's Marathon. So there's about, there's about like eight movies that they're premiering, or not premiering, uh, that they're showing that whole so go check that out. That's Saturday. Can I tell you, my mother and sister have been telling me they've really gotten into movies and mysteries lately. Yeah, they're great like, films there too. Well, but I just laugh because my mother got me into Hallmark when I was little. I've told you guys this before with the cheesy Christmas movies that I came to love, as we all do. But now I'm sitting here watching the like romantic comedies, and my <laughs> mother's like, I'm really more into the mysteries. So it yeah. cracks me up. I'm here. Here for the romance, and my mother is all about the mysteries now. So, I guess people grow and change. Well, I think I'll make you watch some of the mur- murder mystery ones, and I we'll can talk get into them. some CCB, as they're now calling Candace Cameron <laughs> Bray. As of all the news articles this year, she's CCB. I can get into some CCB. The Aurora Tea Garden movies are actually really good, so maybe we could talk about those too. I am open to it. Yes. I'm open to all. The Hallmark. And speaking of all the Hallmark, I want to address the people asking about Winterfest. I think it's hilarious that people are complaining about no more Christmas movies and we have to wait till Christmas in July. I remember 2015 Uh, was the, and I want to say this for anyone who's been following just from Chesapeake and Countdown to Christmas. 2015 was the first year that I continued watching Hallmark beyond the Christmas movies and realized that they have movies and marathons of movies every weekend, most most weekends at least, throughout the year, Mm -hmm. and now every weekday from 2 to 6. So even though it's not 24-7 like Christmas, I do want to point out for anyone who doesn't know, there's plenty of movies all year round on Hallmark, which is why we're here. Yeah, and the Christmas time is when they premiere more original movies. There's Right. I mean, we... Just this past season, we had four every weekend on average, whereas the Winterfest, there's only about like one movie a week. Which is a more four. normal pace for life. I watch yes, extra in the holiday season, so that I can, I can take the slowed down pace. It, it, it is. So let's get into our first Christmas movie. We had the Rocky Mountain Christmas that was on Murder... Uh, Mystery. Murder. <laughs> I, I have murder in my, in my head. That was on the Hallmark Murder Hallmark Network. Anyone else subscribe to mysteries. Hallmark Murder? The, the M words. Movies and mysteries. Your thoughts of this one? 
Um, honestly, so I've watched this one twice, and I honestly really did like Rocky Mountain Christmas. Um, I used to feel like sometimes they the movies started to decline, and they snuck a couple lower quality ones in the end. I did mm-hmm. not feel that way this year. Um, I really liked Rocky Mountain Christmas. I actually remember. I still cannot bring to mind the name of the movie that the actor who played Graham was in. But all I remember is that he's in a Hallmark movie. I believe it's actually The Dater's Handbook. I just don't want to be wrong about that title. But whatever yeah. the movie he's in, it's something along those lines. Someone in the chat will probably know. Christopher Palaha? Yes, Christopher. And he he plays an act, basically the guy who doesn't meet the handbook, but she falls in love with anyway. I've seen that one too. And all I remember is that he runs on Megan the treadmill. And the, yes, it's Megan yeah. Ori, and he runs on the treadmill and he falls off. Anyway, that's all I remember about Christopher. But the point is, I really liked Rocky Mountain Christmas. What did you think? Um, I liked Rocky Mountain Christmas. Real quick about the Graham, before we wrap the him up. Uh, he Christopher Palaha was also in last year's Hearts of Christmas with yes. Chesapeake Shore star Amelia Earlrup. And this so, year, with a, a Chesapeake moment with Treat Williams, who we love. Thank you, Lori, for pointing yeah. that out. We love, obviously, Treat Williams on Happy Hallmark. So Christopher Palaha has worked with almost everybody on Chesapeake almost Shore. I did like this one. I, I watched this twice, and it reminded me of another movie, which I'll say at the end of this one. Um, I liked it. I'm a big fan of Lindy Booth. She um, and all of her mo- movies. I think she's great. And ever since the Jeff Jackson days, to age myself in that sense, I think she's great and she's fantastic. And so let's let's get into it. Uh, what were your thoughts of? This high-profile breakup, she's going home to be with her family, and of course she has to deal with another actor in our life. Another actor. Um, You know, it reminded me of a novel romance where she's dated the football player and had the hot... uh, Case in point example, a novel romance is a Hallmark movie. Yes. Non-Christmas, but a beautiful romantic comedy. So it reminded me of that. That sounds like a spring movie. Right. It reminded me of that in terms of someone having a bad experience and not wanting to date someone famous. And that's understandable. Mm -hmm. I mean, we certainly know in this town comes with lots of complications. I was actually hoping that Graham was going to really struggle to, like, learn these tasks a little bit more, and he he seemed to not have a lot of challenges or it wasn't yeah. a big part of the storyline. So I was hoping we got a little more comedy with Graham struggling. But um, I like the setup of... Like, it, it's a much more refreshing storyline to have somebody that doesn't want to date a famous person than people who are like, ooh, <laughs> fame, let me get some of that. So I, I liked it. Uh, I, I liked it too. And I, I liked his character because he was a nice guy. He he seemed like he genuinely wanted to be there. He wasn't there for the fame. Mm-hmm. He just he was there to learn the craft and to build his acting career and, you know, profile in, in that sense. And he seemed like an actual genuine guy when uh, she made the deal of, all right, I'll help you be a ranch hand, but you have to help me with this parade. And, and you know, that's actually a very fair deal. And he was all game. Not once did he ever complain. And anything, and anything he actually stood up and went beyond the, the call of duty and did other things to help. Well, and this is something interesting we can talk about. I felt like he was a significantly less obnoxious, famous person mm-hmm. than they've definitely had in the past. Even some of the romantic leads in the past have had a little more rough edges to smooth out. Relatively speaking, he was very chill. He was very friendly. He was very kind. Was. This was not a, a difficult character to like, in other words. Yeah, the the, the whole ranch life and... And how he interacted with the family, he 
again, he's just a, he was just a good guy who wanted to help. And that mm-hmm. was refreshing because we, we've had other movies where dealt with the actors. It's like Marry Me at Christmas, the very first movie of this particular season. And it dealt with an actor. You're right. So, uh, I mean, it's not the first time we've had a high-profile per- But, like, even this guy, Graham, he was just nice. That, I mean, that's really all I could say well, about Well, and can we just talk about, in general, this movie had so many heart-to-hearts. Yeah. When I was re-watching it the second time, I was like, this movie is really full. <laughs> and, you know, I again, I love those Hallmark moments. But I felt like this movie had so many heart-to-hearts. Um, the conversation they had... Um, maybe almost halfway in where she asked him, is there something you're avoiding this Christmas? And they talked about hiding out this Christmas. I think that's a very real thing. And we've talked about on this show, a lot of people really are there. I thought that was a beautiful conversation. I thought he, his character had a beautiful conversation with Treat Williams' character. So many nice heart-to-hearts in this movie. Yeah, especially. Oh, what were your thoughts of Nicole Collins coming in? And how that character turned out to be. Okay, well, I, I knew that you were going to ask. Yes. And, and you know I've said on this show before, I usually don't like the... I know this is a weird the term to use party. for Hallmark, but the other woman. Like, yes. I, not that there's an affair. I'm just saying I usually don't like the other woman who's involved. I think that Hallmark usually makes them very over-the-top obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I wondered... Did they just soften the quote-unquote villains a little bit this year? Which, by the way, this was a a difficult year for a lot of people, so I'm... Would you even call her a villain? That's my point. In many movies, the other person is very obnoxious, very over-the-top, very threatening... In this movie, she was so gentle and kind and, she was so and even nice. likable. Yeah. We liked the other woman, so to speak. We did. Um, so I, I wrote Nicole far less obnoxious than usual. <laughs> Hallmark has softened the villain competitions this year. I put Nicole comes in, doesn't seem awful. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And right. I, I like that because. Uh, and I think they do a great job of conditioning. Hallmark does a great job of conditioning the fans of like, okay, here's the here's the other person. You're probably not going to like them, but how she even helped on on the ranch and helped the family and did her duty as an actor, as a person who's connected to help even the brother get a job on the film. I was like, all right, she's a good person too. Well, and. This even brings us back to Weekend One. You're right. It, as Celine Dion saying, it is all coming back to me now. Uh, n- despite the fact that we watched 33 movies, uh, it's all coming back. Yeah. The first weekend, beyond Merry Me at Christmas, of course, when we had um, the perfect Christmas present. Do you remember how that was the first one that we started talking about? These villain characters actually are bowing out and saying, no, I realize I don't belong with them. Mm -hmm. That's been a refreshing thing all throughout this year's movies. Usually in the past, we've seen a lot of dramatic breakups. You know, I'm sorry, Mike. I just realized we were wrong. This year has had a lot of the other person saying... I've seen the way you look at her. I know where you're, yeah. where, who you really like. It's okay. That so I thought she was very self-aware and kind and respectful and really liked Nicole. And I agree with what someone's saying in the chat. It would have been fascinating to see Nicole develop an interest in the, the brother. brother. Yeah, I would have loved that too. I actually thought they were going to be, and they were going to end up together. But hmm. that didn't happen, which is, that I mean, it's, it's okay. But no, I'm so happy that Nicole was so likable. And even her small conversation with Graham before they had to leave to go back to L.A., she she even generally apologizes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that 
things didn't turn out the way you know they should have been or the way the media tried to get them together and they're still friends and i thought it was it was very mature yeah i i think they i don't know i just think they knew we needed a refreshing (laughs) set of movies this year and so they gave us a lot of likable characters and thank you hallmark for that yes um and then of course we had the 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 whole conflict is that they had to leave for la earlier than expected um before the parade you know what but though? I that was both times I watched it. Sometimes, even though we know because it's Hallmark, the happy ending is basically guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But some movies, the conflict I really find myself getting emotionally wrapped up in. I will say this was one of them that I was just I, I, I didn't find myself drawn into the conflict. Do you know what I mean? Right. If I was, was watching, I wouldn't conflict. have... If I was watching it and I was, like, ironing or doing laundry or something and I didn't have to finish it, I wouldn't feel like I need to watch this through the end just to feel resolved. I felt like it was pretty resolved. They were on pretty good terms. Again, because of all those heart-to-hearts. I was like, <laughs> yeah. these are all such good people. They're all going to work it out effortlessly. Yeah. This is a good movie about people talking to each other about communication. This is how communication works. This is how people That's- work out their issues. <laughs> That is a very good point. You're yeah. right. Like th- this movie had those moments. It's like that's why they're they're all mature in that way, and they can all work through their issues because they actually talk to each other. They don't avoid each other. Like another movie that we're going to be talking about soon. Like it, the, there's the common trope, which of I actually will say we're gonna, actually facing it. We are going to get to a not as likable character from my perspective shortly. So <laughs> I will shortly. agree. I will agree very shortly. Um, I did. I really did like this one uh, after uh, watching it the second time. Uh, it was written by Greg Rossin and Brian Sawyer who have done Winter's Dream and Christmas Connection, which was part of our Ooh. last one. And it was directed by Tibor, I can't even say his last name, Cox, who has done Once Upon a Christmas and Twice Upon a Christmas, which have also aired on Hallmark as well. Uh, do you have any favorite moments of, of this one? Well, I, honestly, I just really liked, I don't know if I was just in a feelsy mood at the moment, I really did love their their conversation out in the woods when they were chopping the Christmas tree. Um but I also thought the ending was very satisfying. From the parade on, I just thought it was a satisfying kiss. I thought it was a satisfying ending. Um, but no, I, I mean, I love a good heart-to-heart. That's really what stood out to me. Yeah. And Trisha says, agree with your analysis. It is a great movie for how communication works. The funny thing about that is 90% of the conflicts in these Christmas movies are horrible miscommunications. Horrible. So ironically, this does stand in contrast to that of, look what happens when people actually talk to one another. <laughs> another yep. yeah that's funny yeah yep. my favorite moment was when uh near the beginning where small town you wave or honk your car and they they honk the car and it spooked the horse right and he's like "Ooh, sorry <laughs> right that, <laughs> that was, was a good funny. meeting point for them in awkwardness yes that was that was all right moving on to christmas getaway starring bridget reagan who played emery blake what a fantastic name yes travis van winkle who played scott hayes what a lawyer name i feel like I half the scots i know are lawyers or accountants travis van winkle great name uh i've met him he's been here at after buzz as well super cool um what were your thoughts of this one 
Well, as I wrote in all caps, as you can see at the top of my notes, <laughs> I loved this. I yes. watched this one twice as well. And honestly, I- I'm going to keep saying positive things about this weekend's movies. Um, and you know us. We did not say equally complimentary things about all movies this season. But mm-hmm. I really did think that we ended on a very solid set of movies. This one... Well, so Marissa and I are going to do our top five at the end. Yes. I'm trying to talk Marissa into doing top five of all time, which I know is a lot of pressure for a dedicated hallmarky to come up with. But what I can say about this is it was a very high contender for my top five. I loved this movie. Did top five of this year. Okay. Of this year, yes. It was a high contender. I will say that because I loved this movie. I like this one. I felt this one had a mix of a lot of the movies that we've covered this season. There, there was so many elements that you can like. It did, but can we so agree? Many. One of the most satisfying, deep, sad conflicts that you just felt for the guy, and then beautiful ending. Mm-hmm. I love the ending. You're right; it mixed yes. a lot of elements that we've already had this year, but the ending was distinctive to me. Yes, before I'm so passionate to- about <laughs> yeah. this. Clearly, but we, we're not at the ending yet. But, so go right ahead. Before we get to the ending, uh, okay. So your thoughts of. So she has to, Emery, I I just love that name, Emery Blake, has to go to Pine Grove and write a Christmas article, get into the Christmas traditions, and for for a travel blog, travel article, mostly. But what do you think of her meeting Scott and the double booking and just how everything ensued? Okay, so hysterical. Krav Maga threats, hysterical. Um, Hilarious. Now, okay, now I will say, I think the thing that the the meeting that made me laugh the most this year was the Jamaica Romance at Reindeer Lodge. (laughs) I I mean, my siblings think I'm insane, you guys, because I was texting them like, this woman thought she was going to the beach and she was going to Jamaica, Vermont. And they're like, that's that we don't get it. And I'm like, it was so funny. So <laughs> that was my all-time favorite of this year. But the Krav Maga is a close runner-up. That was hysterical. I also thought if we contrast this to, you know, Romance at Reindeer Lodge where they're just staying at the same place, or if we contrast this to the Christmas Cottage where they already knew each other, this idea of two strangers having to stay at the same place because the double booking. I love yeah. the the premise it just happens. It happens and the premise just it was more interesting to me than oh mistletoe in they're just across from each other. This was like they literally are stuck at the same rental. Can you imagine a vacation and someone else is in your rental? So I love the premise. I love the setup and I love the Krav Maga meeting. Did you love the, the fact that Scott was trying to kick out Emery? Yes. I'm like, oh, I, that actually she was surprised there me. First, well, dude. I, I think that he had the mom coming and the daughter coming, and I get it. But I get it, but like, he, he was, was a little, so, not so much of a Hallmark gentleman. Right. He was so quick to kick her out. I was like, um, first of all, she was there first. She, she properly booked. She was. First come, first serve. She was there Early first. Early bird gets the worm. And I like, I'm sorry, I don't want to bring Jenna into, but like, why are you kicking the woman out? Why does the man have to stay? Well, and also, isn't he was it not very gentlemanly? Isn't it slightly out of character that if they had never gone to this place and he wasn't that sold on it to begin with, wouldn't he have given up and been like, well, honey, I'm sorry. We clearly can't stay. Yeah. I so mean, it's a little out of character, maybe how much he fought for it, but it worked out. I, I get he had more people, but that it, I just, it, it kind of, threw me off of just how quick, quick he was to kick her out. I'm like, no, well, I would not have that. If that had happened to me, I was like, no, dude, 
you get out. Well, you know what I would say is this is the business mind in me. I would say, that's fine. I'm happy to go home. If you can just issue a full refund (laughs) to my card immediately, give me a receipt, and then also show reimbursement. Right. Also show reimbursement for the flights, the inconvenience, and then also give me a voucher. That will be wonderful, and I'll be on my way out. That's what I would request. Yes. Did you love how Henry, the distracted store owner, I thought that was also hysterical because they didn't want to be mean to him, but their little jokes about how could this have happened? Gee, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I I liked the that that guy too because he it seemed like a genuine mistake. It was, but he was so he you know as he's <laughs> handling what could have happened, he's like, oh, the put the box over there, like so he's so clearly, clearly distracted, distracted and disorganized. Yes, but um, and you can't fault him. I know people like that too who make several mistakes, but you still love them because they they are generally nice people. Right. Uh, that that I didn't really mind. But did uh, so she has to stay, and she's now really just actually doing the Christmas traditions: cutting down a tree, going ice skating with the daughter. I, I thought this was very sweet, and you see her slow progression of her really enjoying Christmas. Yeah. Um, can, can we get to Alice, or is it too soon to get to Alice? No, we can get to Alice. Well. Well, all of these activities are happening, though. Yes, very sweet, enjoying Christmas, doing all these activities. But then Alice is in the picture. And I have to tell you... The other woman. The other woman. And I have to tell you... Because, okay, I grew up in the South. Now... I love the South. I told Marissa I had the best time in Nashville, so much so I want to get a place there. I love the South. But I need you all to know that in the South, part of the being nice manners etiquette of the South is like, oh, Marissa, what a lovely sweater. Black, as if you're going to a funeral. I get it. Beautiful. And by the way, it looks great. That's not really shade. But the point is, a backhanded, you're you're smiling, but really, it's passive-aggressive. Alice drove me insane. And I was like, this woman knows exactly what she's doing. And I was so annoyed with Alice. That was not a nice other woman. What did you all think in the chat in the comments? What did you all think of Alice? Because I could not stand her. Yes, no, she she was terrible. Um, But like, she wasn't awful, awful. But she said all the wrong things that it just kind of makes you squirm. A bit, like it irks, well, it, like it irks you a bit. My my thing is this: so. she obviously came around, and the the theme of the year she she took her place and stepped back because that's what they're doing this year. No mm-hmm. dramatic confrontation needed, and that's nice, but. This poor woman is there, clearly by herself. You don't need to make her feel excluded. Even if she thought she had something with this man, you don't need to make this other woman feel excluded. And I just thought it was so passive-aggressive of like, oh, well, I, I mean, I only got two tickets. Like, I yeah, assumed you would I be gone. It was so... Thank you, Trisha. Yes, exactly. No, it made you uncomfortable. Yes, very... Like, exactly. It, it, like, squirm a bit in your skin. Um, she definitely irked you, and it was on purpose. I did not like Alex. And uh, leading into our conflict, the misheard conversation, she thinks, Emery thinks, Scott was talking about her. Of course. Of course. And such a painful conflict. Had she stuck around for literally two more seconds, she would have realized it wasn't about her. Two more seconds. Or had she given him a chance? Or had she just been honest and taken a page from the Rocky Mountain Christmas characters and communicated? What were your thoughts of her not communicating? Well, okay. Run away. I understand. I understand feeling stupid. 
and and mm-hmm. feeling like maybe I was kidding myself here. Maybe I'm. It's unreciprocal. Like I understand her fear of uh, what have I gotten myself into and not wanting to feel stupid or look stupid and whatever. Yeah. Um. So I get it. You know. I think we've all made some decisions. Yeah, Lori. <laughs> bless your heart. Exactly. I'm sorry. These people are all <laughs> commenting on Alice. That's exactly yeah, it. If no, someone, for those of you who are not in the South, if someone says "bless your heart," that's probably not a sweet, endearing comment. <laughs> so anyway, and. The actress who plays her is great and great in other movies, but her character was very backhanded. Anyway, the point is, um, the point is, I understand she was just in a panic and she felt stupid and she had all these emotions and she wanted to get out of town. I thought the video was so perfect. That That video. video, I'm I'm telling you, this ending hit me in the feels. (laughs) Like, this ending was right up there. I remember it was either Lori or Lisa saying, maybe it was Lisa. One of them said, when it comes to a gift for Christmas, I believe was the title, you really have to watch till the end and it comes together in a dramatic ending. I felt the same way about this one, that you really had to watch to the end because it was so dramatic. Her getting stuck in the snow, him showing up at the window, sitting there, I just don't understand why you left. That conversation, who for the record I have zero interest in, I loved it. I don't know. I did love that conversation. I was like, okay, they have to talk to each other because she's avoiding him. Right. And, and now there's no choice. They have to talk to each other. Get them stranded in a car in a snowstorm to force them to be together to talk to each other. I was like, finally, we get that moment. Right. But I love the conversation because it was so honest. She finally was facing her feelings. And I love the friend. The friend. Veronica, who, like, hysterical, loved her, and she said all the right things. And I loved her excuse of, I, I told you, I, my reporter, I got a new <laughs> assignment, or my editor gave me a new assignment, and he was like, Emery, tell me what's going on. Just, the ending was very satisfying to me. <laughs> I think she, I think uh, the friend of Veronica had one of the best lines, uh, when Emery was like rapture or mortification, those are my only options. She's like, "Welcome to love." <laughs> Welcome I'm like, to yes. love. Yes, so good. Um, I I really did enjoy this one because have I think it was that conversation in the car that like really sealed it because it felt so real and they were being honest with each other and just like how she. How they kissed. I mean, loved it. Uh, it was no. It was just a great. <laughs> oh, moment. and then the lights, it, it, the it headlights big, when they kissed. Yes, it was a big payoff for the entire film. Right, and sometimes there's a huge conflict, and it gets wrapped up unsatisfyingly. Yes. I'm the kind of person that's like, I want to sit there and watch them hash it out till they work it out, and we mm-hmm. got that in this movie, and it was very satisfying. We got it. What, what were your thoughts of? I know we kind of maybe mentioned it. The the daughter. The daughter was great. She was a strong character. Honestly, this was one of my favorite family integrations because the daughter was great. She ended up saving the relationship thanks yeah. to her video. Also, his mom. Can we talk about his mom coming? Yeah. And then their lovely conversation at the Christmas tree while they were at the Nutcracker that they only had two tickets for. Um, I, I mean, the family integration was wonderful. I loved this movie. I just uh, did. I could tell. I, I could just tell. loved it. I really did enjoy it. It was sweet. It had all the the elements to a great Christmas movie. It felt like other rain, uh, other lodge movies that we've just talked about where they're stuck because of snowstorms. It's very, very true. I was just home in Illinois. Um, lots of snow. My dad's car didn't even turn on because it was so cold. So it's oh, a wow. very true Real life. thing. Yeah, we were without a car for three days, so that was awesome. It's very, it's very true. Um, the, the snow, when so when her car couldn't turn on, and we see that trope a lot 
also, but when a car couldn't t- turn on and real situation, like, yeah, yeah, I've been there, girl, I've been there. So, uh, any favorite moments or favorite lines? Um, well, just for the satisfying nature of it, I loved when he said Alice's name and then said, "Who, for the record, I have zero romantic interest in." I don't know why that's the line that stood out to me, but I ju- I could just feel for being in her position and like what a sigh of relief to be like, "Wait, really?" It was the whole and the video, the video, the video that yes. Katie made was so cute, um, and the Krav Maga and the Krav. Okay, so my my favorite line, and as cheesy as it is, as it is, but I think it was just delivered so well. You captured all of my attention from the moment you threatened oh, me with Krav Maga. Yes, because it was it was a very romantic, sweet <laughs> line, was. but also a callback to Krav Maga and callback to just how they met. I'm like, perfect. All right, yep, got it, got it. And uh, my movie suggestion is any movie that deals with them being stuck in a cabin or a lodge because of a snowstorm. Because there's so many. Because so many. So many. Alright. Moving on to a Royal New Year's Eve. Thoughts of this one? Okay, so I'll tell you my initial thought and then my overall once I saw it. My initial thought was Sam Page, who I love, really does not need to be doing a British accent. <laughs> Me I am so sorry. That was my because I loved this movie. That was my and I'll I'll say the things Marissa won't say right away, and then she'll agree. But I I know that we all love Sam Page, and in the Hallmark movies group that we're in, many 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 of you love Sam Page. I, I could not necessarily back up the authenticity of that British accent. I know. That being said... I have it in my notes. Horrible accent. Horrible accent. That being said, I did uh, eventually just shut that (laughs) out of my mind to enjoy the movie. And I did think this was one of the best. I mean, they've done so many royal movies. Of course, A Princess for Christmas, A Royal Christmas, Netflix has a big one, A Christmas Prince, Lifetime mm-hmm. had My Christmas Prince this year. We know this is a big theme in holiday movies. Yes. Um, this was maybe one of my favorite royal movies I've seen in a while. Other than the accent, which I had a hard time getting over, I love the characters, I love the premise, I love the way it unfolded. Um, really satisfying once you get past that accent. <laughs> yeah. I think I've mentioned it enough, but I I still haven't mentioned it as many times as it annoyed me watching. Yeah. But what were your thoughts on a Royal New Year's Eve? <laughs> a lot of viewers complained, said Lori. And you know, Lori, you know me. I I am the last one to... Like, I know they produce these in three weeks. I know they, as one of the Hallmark people said, the whole Transformers catering budget, just for catering, yeah. is the entire movie budget. So I respect that. And you'll never hear me complain about the snow or any of these things. The accent was a little distracting. Oh, oh yeah, that reminded me of Christmas Getaway. The snow really bothered me. But Did it? Whatever. See, I usually can yeah. see past that. But yes, Trisha, one of my favorite royal movies for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the, this I did enjoy this one. I'm a big fan of Jessie Schramm and all the uh, movies that she's done for Hallmark as well. I really liked her character because being the person in the assistant position and she just wants to move up and actually do something mm-hmm. with her career, I believe that. And she was she just worked so hard and was just treated so terribly by her boss. I just fell for her. I And I've said this before. I love when there's intelligent career women mm-hmm. on Hallmark that are not shown to be ditzy or boy obsessed. And I loved she was sassy. She I was. wrote down 
down, Caitlin is a little bit sassy, <laughs> thinking Jeff or Jeffrey, the prince, was a model and being like, I'm so sorry, but this is not this is not the way to have your career move forward. Do you, I loved my favorite line. I'll tell you right now. My favorite line was when she said, do you have somebody to represent you, like an agent or a manager? And she's asking the prince unknowingly. That was my favorite line of the whole movie was, do you have an agent or a manager, somebody who can represent you? This is not the way. <laughs> um, I, I liked her in that because she definitely was focused on her career and fashion. She was not focused on gossip or right. what actually happens in the world, which made her look naive only because, yeah, you can know the dresses that you're going to be designing, but it also helps to know the people you're going to be right. you know, designing I for. don't believe that she would be that... If she yeah, was that I, dedicated to her career, she, she would, would not be that un- uninformed on the event. Yeah. I agree. She would do a little bit more research. And even when her bosses and her friend was like, don't you know who we're working for? X, Y, and Z and stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't keep up with that. It's like, uh, girl, you have Google on your phone. Right. It, it takes a quick two seconds to figure out who you're going to be working with. Right. And throughout the whole film, she just like refused to never have a moment where she actually like actively looked up who she was working for and that kind of bothered me but not like in a, in a bad way I'm just like mm, in a real world if she's working if she's dedicated she to her career would she would take a right. quick glimpse i agree um because i just fell for her because she that just made her look so naive i'm like girl you're smarter than that you're just a little bit smarter than that. But her her boss was horrible, horrible Abigail. You know, I was seeing somebody in the Facebook group was ranting about that. And usually when people rant about, like, we hate Full House or whatever, I'm like, guys, stop ranting. Hallmark <laughs> is giving you great content. But right. I will tell you, I agree with this rant. They said, if I had a boss do that to me, not only would I not return to that place of employment, right. she would have a lawsuit. And I said, yes, defamation of character to a royal family. A royal family. She Accused her of stealing a design. Like Plagiarism. I would, add, I'm the first one to say, "Don't get mad, get a lawyer." And she should have. She should have. And just what the the lengths that Abigail went to for plagiarism. That was insidious. That made up for all the lack of villains in Hallmark movies so far. This right. boss was, was like, horrible. This this woman is depraved. And also. What what made it worse is she had a daughter who knew about everything she was doing, and yet the daughter didn't speak up until the last moment. Like, oh, a little I, too I late, girl. Like and, and I was rooting for the daughter. I was like, okay, maybe the daughter will actually say something and like help stop this, or even say something to Caitlyn. And she didn't. And by the time the daughter actually did say something, everything was already like ruined. And people are making this point. Lady Isabel, so if we compare for this weekend's movies, Lady Isabel to like Nicole... Nicole was way more likable than Lady Isabel. But the thing was, the boss, Abigail, was so horrible. Horrible. That you came away not thinking about Lady Isabel being uh, awful, bad, annoying. You came away just angry at the boss. And so actually, I think that made us like Haley's character more is we we didn't have room to hate Lady Isabel because we were too angry at the boss. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is with with uh, Rocky Mountain Christmas, we didn't really have an antagonist right. in that one. This one, we had a purposeful antagonist. And boy, was she ever. But I will say, Lady Isabel was not just romantic competition. She was a little bit fame and royalty hungry. Right. So again, I think if we had removed the boss, um, if we had removed the boss, we would have liked disliked Lady Isabel more. Mm-hmm. Also, somebody said... Um, 
if that was your mom, would you speak up? That's tricky. That's the daughter of the boss. Oh, yeah. That's a tough position to be Absolutely. in. I, Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. I would speak up. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm, I was raised, well, fortunately, hard. to be a very honest person. Right. But yes, so was I. But I'm saying it's hard to put yourself in that position because if you were that person, you wouldn't have been raised the way you were raised. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So it's hard to imagine what you would do. Terrible position to put her daughter in is yeah. the bottom line. I don't know because it's, I wasn't raised that way. But terrible <laughs> position to put your daughter in. It was. I just think the daughter could have been way more liked if she had said something sooner because she knew all of these plans all along i agree it would have been more satisfying if the daughter had come and talked to caitlin she she said and i'm like okay yeah at least she knew she was doing something or the mother was doing something wrong but yeah she it's a it's who if it's actually doing something i mean you can know everything but it depends on if you actually do Make if you speak effort. up, right? If you actually make the effort, and that's what bothered me. All right, moving on. Um, but even like when Abigail was like, hey, if you want your job back, I was like, who would ever want to work for you? After again, again, you know, don't like, get mad, get a lawyer. Why didn't she right, sue? Right, right. Oh my goodness. But uh, I did like how uh, we, we had Prince Jeffrey, and he kind of knew after spending all this time with Caitlin, you uh, you knew that. He could figure it out for himself. That that Abigail was up to something. That right. this was not honest, and I like that. Okay, and Trisha's making a good point. The mother did promise her daughter that she wouldn't follow through with her plan. We, there were moments when the daughter didn't know what she was doing. Mm. Yeah, but I still the daughter knew it. some of it, not all of it. I don't know. It, again, horrible thing to do to your daughter. I, you know, right? You would not put. First of all, you shouldn't ever go to the lanes to make someone else seem like they were plagiarized just because you want a client to wear your product instead of theirs. That's just, absurd. That's low. Collaboration, it not was competition. low and insecure, and that's how the industry works, too. I get that. Uh, but it's, Abigail was just terrible. There's really no other words to say. <laughs> she was not redeemable whatsoever. Right. Whatsoever. Um, anything else about in favorite moments? Well, I just think the whole, again, one of my favorite royal storylines, I think Jeffrey being Jeff and wanting to do these normal people things and the way they kept doing these coffees. And I did, again, the reason I could get past the accent was I thought the character development of them not wanting to acknowledge that they liked each other at first, but clearly wanting to spend time together. um, I thought it was cute. I thought the funny thing was he was like, I'm going to have to remember this place. And the implication is it's Starbucks. And she's like, it's on every corner. Won't be hard. That was a highlight moment. Right. That was funny. Um, I did did like that conversation when she finally does realize who she, he is, and he was like, "It was nice to not be known, or right. as, essentially along those lines." So it, it was nice for not to just be Prince Jeffrey, just to be a regular person. Um, I and we see that. Oh, and the a butler! Lot. I loved the butler. The butler was he cool. was fun. He was a very solid uh, friend for for Jeffrey, who and also helped. Caitlin during the time of need as mm-hmm. well. Like another, just a moral support kind of character. Uh, great. So this movie was filmed, uh, well, it was filmed in Vancouver in British Columbia, actually at the same time as Rocky Mountain Christmas. They were filming in the same week. Ooh. Yeah, fun. fun. And, the, and in the same places. It was written by Rick Garman, who's done Christmas in Evergreen with 
Barbara Nevin. Barbara Nevin! Enchanted Christmas. I will always cheer for Barbara. The Perfect Bride. And it was directed by Monica Mitchell, who did Hearts of Christmas, which I just mentioned. Which we referenced twice today. <laughs> right. And my movie suggestion, any Hallmark Royal movies. Any. Beautiful. Any. All right, so let's get to the fun part. Top five countdown to Christmas movies of 2017. Go. I am so ready. Yours. Okay. These, these are just our personal top five. These are my personal. And I'm aware there's probably not another human being in the planet who would choose these five. <laughs> that's, we, we did that's watch okay. all 30. We watched all of them yes. and most of them multiple times, truthfully. Yes. Okay. My number five, I'm not going to say why unless I really have a point because I know that this could take forever. So in no particular order. No, 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 no. This oh, is in order, but I'm going to, okay. I'm just not giving a speech for each one or we'll be here all night. <laughs> Fair. Number five, Romance at Reindeer Lodge. Number four, Karen Kingsbury's Maggie's Christmas Miracle. Oh, okay. Number three, The Christmas Train, which I do want to say. I went back. I probably watched that five times total, um, despite hating the ending, which I okay. hated the ending where we found out it was all a movie. And when I watch it, I pause it before the ending. <laughs> but removing that, I thought it was the coziest, most magical, most romantic. Love the Christmas train vibes. So Christmas train is my number three. And please let us know in the chat what yours are. Number two, Christmas at Holly Lodge. And number one, and shout out to Ricky, who I keep tweeting about this movie, and she always tweets back in the writer of the movie. Um, Number one is I loved magical Christmas ornaments. And it was my cozy, endlessly, I kept falling asleep to it. I kept turning it on over and over. Those are my top five of the year. Please let us know what yours are. Marissa, what are yours? Yeah, you did love um, the magical Christmas ornaments. I love those two actors. You know this. Yeah, yeah. I love Jessica, and I love Brandon. All right, so I'm going to count backwards. Starting with five, it would be With Love Christmas. Okay, great yeah, one. There we go. Four would be Finding Santa. I almost put that was a runner up. I almost put cute. that one in. It was in. so cute. I mean, love Jody, love like, Eric, love Julie. Times. Yeah. Uh, number three was Christmas Train because. I, oh, I, I didn't expect was, yeah. you to. I didn't think that you liked it that much. I did. I did. I really did. Oh. And I think it was more so because. In a way, like, I love production, so finding it out was, it was kind of a production at the end of the It right, was also yeah. very well filmed. Yes. Beautiful movie. I, I mean, I raved about how it looked. I remember. It was such a cinematic film. And I think I'm so I, happy you put that on your list. I, loved I didn't it for, expect it. for that reason as well. There, there were multiple aspects of that one I loved. Um, number two would be Christmas at Holly Lodge. Of course. I mean, it's so good. I almost put it as number one. And then number one would be Maggie's Christmas Miracle. I I knew, I knew, I knew that that would be your number one. I loved that film. Okay, can we give top five of all time? Oh, I can't do all time. You see, you've, okay, in fairness, or I'll put this in context, Stefan has had time to actually think about it. No. I have not. I have not had time to think about it. I just thought about it since I sat down in this studio and I made my list. Nah, that's so hard. In fact, I'll make it easier on you. How about you do it, and I'll, then I'll okay. come back next week. Okay, next week, I'll make it easier on you. Right. Let's remove all movies this year, and okay. just do our top five, not including this year, because that actually makes my list top an easier five decision. Top five Christmas movies. Top five Christmas movies of all Hallmark prior to 2017. Prior to 2017. Okay, so he, are you ready? Here's mine. And this mine. list will obviously eventually change. Right? My runner-up is A Very Merry Mix-Up. Oh, yeah. That's number six, but because I, I needed a runner-up. I'm looking at you guys. Okay, Lori's favorites this year were A Gift to Remember. Oh, I love that one. That was my mom's favorite, Lori. A Gift to Remember, Christmas Connection, Bramble House Christmas, also a great one, With Love Christmas on Marissa's list, and The Christmas yes. Train, Hallmark Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. so my list is 
Besides the runner-up, A Very Merry Mix-Up. Number five, Catch a Christmas Star. <gasps> yes! Yes. Yeah, that would definitely be on mine. Number four, A Bride for Christmas, which I love. Love Andrew Walker. I can't remember the actress's name right now, which I'm so embarrassed, but I love that movie where they bet where he bets on getting the proposal yeah. she's gotten. Okay. Yep. Number three, Christmas Incorporated. You know I love that one. Love both of those actors. Um, number two, One Starry Christmas. And number one, Best Christmas Party Ever. Which Marissa <laughs> gave me as a Christmas present on yeah, DVD. Yeah. So those are my top five, not including this year. And if I had to include this year, I would move Magical Christmas Ornaments somewhere onto that list. Because let me tell you guys, I love a good heart-to-heart and that open-heart ornament conversation with her mom about when you open your heart, all kinds of love and possibilities flood in. That is so true to my life, and I loved it. So Yes, okay. I'm, I'm like, literally thinking right now. Uh, Perfect. The movies that I have seen the most on a regular basis in rotation throughout all year in, um, in no particular order really really um, Nine Lives of Christmas okay that that and they air that the, one weekly so many times <laughs> right um, that was about the cat I thought it was just cute Christmas Incorporated we both love that one I didn't know you would put that on your top five yeah we, like, we Riley Vance oh it. it's so, so good, good. No, it's so good um, I could definitely catch a Christmas star that's yes, I love obviously, obviously. That was that a was bonding like, moment for Marissa one. and I when yeah, I well, found out that she because that's like 2003. Yeah, that's when I one. or 2011. It's old. It's an old. When movie. I found out she knew and liked Catch a Christmas Star, I was like, yeah. "Oh, you're a real Hallmark fan." No, we we did we do love that one, and I've seen that one probably 30 times. Uh, Mrs. Miracle, have you seen that one? Yes, and I didn't include. You know, I love Dashing Through the Snow. I didn't mm-hmm. include any of those books, Debbie, Debbie McComer. McComer, but that's a good one. Yeah, and of course, Cookie a Cookie Cutter Christmas with Aaron Craig. Aaron Craig. Yeah. The, I'd say those are my most watched Christmas. We movies. could make such a solid top ten. In fact, so, I'm just deciding this if on we air. Have proper time, please submit your feedback to us because, with how popular Hallmark movies are, can we please make a list next year of the top ten best Christmas Hallmark movies? Top because 10. it could go viral online. We could, and we'll of course share it with you. And let's go viral with these are the movies to buy on DVD for the season. And we'll go past the year of 2015, <laughs> right? You know, we'll, we'll include we'll farther. include them all. Yeah, compared to uh, there have been other lists out there. They're like, um, have you seen them all? Trust me, we have. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen well, at least we've seen most of them. We've been here for a while. <laughs> we've been watching. Yes, Bill Abbott and Michelle. We have been watching. And yes, everybody, we do actually watch these. Um, yeah, no, that was fun. Shoot. Okay. I, I so love coming up is, with the top yeah, fives under pressure. I know 10. we're going to have forgotten oh some. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. All right. We did our so best. So some upcoming movies, and we are now officially into the Winterfest. Mm-hmm. So first runner-up, which actually just aired, Love on the Slopes, which um, Kristen Hansen wrote. Yes, she did, which I congratulated her. I was so proud of her with this movie. Um, I have not, I'll admit, I haven't watched it yet because I'm behind on everything DVR. But yeah, I, there's two are. in we Winterfest. We just came back. So. Right. But there's two in Winterfest I'm excited about. One is Love on the Slopes, and the other one is Two Weekends. Not this weekend, but the next I'm also very, very excited about. Yes, we'll get to that one. Okay. <laughs> and so that's starring Katrina Bowden and Thomas Boydjuan. I can't even say his last name, sorry. Um, so... Upcoming after that is Frozen in Love. That's on Hallmark Channel. That's starring Rachel Lee Cook and Niall Matter. 
So both of them, that's January 13th. Saturday. Which, of course, I'll still watch. That's yeah. not my highlight Winterfest expectation, but if you, you're crazy if you think I won't be watching it. Yeah, so that's this coming Saturday. Go check that out. And also, this Sunday on Movies and Mysteries, we have Past Malice, an Emma Fielding mystery with Courtney Thorne-Smith. Love her. She's fantastic. Ever since Ally McBeal That's days. what my mom and sister watch, Emma Fielding. <gasps> Yeah, Emma Fielding. I mean, like they, this is a fairly newer series. They, I believe, they only have one before this. So this is. But the they love Emma Fielding. One. I know from yeah. The I text. love Courtney Thorne Smith. Ally McBeal was, she was fantastic as Georgia and Ally McBeal. So I'm a big fan of her, and so that airs on Sunday, January fourteenth. We have covered all the Christmas movies. 30, Can we just three. high five or something? <laughs> yes, a, a triumph we of we have done 33 Woo. Christmas movies. And you know what? I knew we were going to forget something in our top fives. Yes. Because Lori commented and among other things said the bridge. Oh my gosh. How, how did we forget the bridge? bridge? Marissa and I worship the bridge. In fact, I told her half the reason you want to go to Nashville, let's be honest, oh is because of the bridge. We so love the bridge. We love the bridge. Yes, and so I don't know how we erroneously left that out. Move everything inside. Put the bridge at top. Put the bridge at number, bridge one, number one. Ultimate Christmas classic. Love it. Thank you, Lori. We speaking, love you, Hallmarkies. Yes, speaking of the bridge. Sorry, we're getting really loud here. Speaking of the bridge, <laughs> I actually read the bridge book on the plane when I went home. If only you were going to Nashville. Fantastic. It's so good. Such a simple read. I left it to my mom. I wouldn't let you read it, but I gave it to my mom to read. Um, so... Good. And the thing is, I mean, the book doesn't really change, but the story of the movie and stuff is kind of out of order. Interesting. But the same events happen, just the order of it's slightly different. Not, And it doesn't change the story. It's just like, oh, okay. You see how one thing leads up to another. That kind of makes hmm. sense. It's fantastic. Fantastic. You're read. peaking my Fantastic interest. movies. One and two. We should cover them. I'm, I'm making a thing. We've, I thought we had already decided. I know. We're, we've we will about for them, sure like, put it on our top ten list show. for the internet next yes. year. We will put the bridge. Yes. So we've, we've talked about them so often. We're definitely going to do a show on them. All right. We did it. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. In the meantime, Stefan, where can everyone follow you? Yes. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Dr. Lovegrove, love you all. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thank you for staying with us through 33 amazing movies. 33 films. We did it, Hallmarkies. Uh, thanks, to everyone, for tuning in. You can follow me everywhere at Serifini TV. And uh, we have all the Winterfest movies coming up. So Hallmark just more, keeps coming. More movies to talk about. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll, we will see you next time. Have a great 2018. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! later. Hearing are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.